come with me. We're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fantastic Cruising Podcast. I am Matt. Hey everyone, I'm Kimbra. And I hope everybody's doing really good out there. We're going to kick this podcast off with a little bit of updates on our Facebook group. Yeah, absolutely. So our Facebook group, if you don't already know, is called Fantastic Cruising Community. So definitely check that out. And we've recently added a new post called the Creator Post. So that is a good place for creators to go over and post some of their new creative projects and for other people to find some new content. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff over there. We have a lot of creators that are a part of the Fantastic Cruising community and a lot of other groups that are on Facebook that have similar posts. So we decided to go ahead and add that because we definitely want the creators out there to have another place to share their stuff and another place for you guys to find it. There's so much good content out there, YouTube videos, and even other podcasts. In fact, speaking of other podcasts, Lalita Loka just started a podcast. So if you remember... The Cruise Geeks, of course, that started out with just me and Tony, and uh, and now Tony and Jenny are doing their own podcast, and it's super exciting. Glad to have them back in the world of podcasts. And they join a whole slew of podcasts about cruising, like, for example, of course, Always Be Booked is a great podcast. Sherry from Cruise Tips TV has a podcast. Can't forget Cruise Radio excellent podcast on cruising. There's just so much content out there. It's really exciting. So speaking of new content, Matt, we actually have some new content as well, not just the podcast, right? That's right. Yeah. So we've got our new YouTube channel called Fantastic Studios. Fantastic Studios. That's not actually the theme song or anything, but we're excited about it. Tell us, tell us more. Do tell. So Fantastic Studios is going to have a variety of different content on it. Like um, like singing hippos? Probably not singing hippos unless uh, you want to dress up as a hippo and sing. What are you trying to say right now? I'm trying to say that... I can sing? Uh, la, 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 la. So although Matt dressing up like a hippo and singing probably sounds like a lot of fun, that's not what's going to be on there. We're going to be going to different attractions and nature parks throughout Florida and doing some videos, reviews, different content on those things, as well as Universal Studios with an emphasis on the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, which I am a huge fan of. Thank you, Matt. You're welcome. And of course, there'll be lots of content on cruising. We'll be doing our cruise vlogs of our upcoming cruises there, as well as lots of other fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, if you go over there today, and we would love it if you did, you can find the link in the show notes, or just go to YouTube and look for Fantastic Studios. Subscribe, hit the bell so you're notified when new content comes out. You can already see some really cool videos. We've got a video on Lithia Springs, which is really close to the port of Tampa. It's it's actually about, what would you say, 38 minutes away? I think it was 20 miles or 38 minutes-ish, depending on traffic. Really inexpensive way to see some crystal clear water and some cool fishies. We also have a video up right now on uh, kind of an intro to our Brilliance of the Seas cruise vlog coming out soon to, yeah. a, to a YouTube channel near you. And, of course, we have a towel folding video. Towel fold. What's that? What are we calling that? Towel Animal Tuesday. Towel Animal Tuesday. That's not the theme tune, but it's cool. And uh, we're going to try and do one of those theoretically every Tuesday. Yep. We'll be coming to you with new towel folding videos so you can fold all the towels. I don't mean like regular boring folds because that's just dumb. I mean like in the animals, cruise creatures. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. Yeah. And then we have a review of the newest ride at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Universal Studios Orlando, Florida, which is called what? Hagrid's... Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. Is it Hagrid's Magical Cruise Creatures? It should be, but because it's like unicorns and three-headed dogs, it's not really a cruise creature, Matt. I want to go to the port where there's dragons and... and cre- 
three-headed dogs. I don't know about three-headed dogs, but I want to go where there's dragons for sure. Yeah, maybe which, hippogriffs. Which port is that at? I don't know. It's the port of my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. So check out the channel and you know subscribe and 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 stay tuned for lots of cool content. Now, when we're recording this, it's almost Thanksgiving. Yeah. In fact, Thanksgiving is happening next. This, well, this week. Is it this week or next week? I mean, it's one of those things. It's it's happening within the next seven days. How about that? I guess that's this week. That's this week. Yeah, that's okay. this week. It's happening this week. And so food is on our minds. Mm-hmm. It's on my mind. I mean, I guess I probably shouldn't even say that. Food is usually on my mind no matter what. So I don't know. Do you do you look forward to Thanksgiving? Is that one of your favorite holidays? Not really. No, my, mine either. I, I know that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a little hate for this maybe, but... Not a big fan of the of the turkey. I don't really like turkey either. Yeah, I mean cranberry stuff. You can keep it. I do like ham. It's it's fine. It's good. Ham is my go-to. Yeah, that's all I really. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is, is fine. Um, I do like the stuffing. You say you don't even like the stuffing. I don't really that, like the I don't, stuffing. I don't know. I don't know about that. But yeah, so rolls. I like rolls. That's you know rolls are rolls are good, and I do like things like pecan pie and stuff. Eh. I, I get a little pumpkin pie out, but. Pecan pie, I, I can go for that if that's an option. But anyway, now that we've got you all probably salivating and thinking about food, if you're not like me and thinking about food anyway all the time, we're going to talk about food hacks on a cruise. You're ready to get into the meat of the episode? <laughs> oh, yes, I am. Here we go. So hack number one is probably the most well-known hack out there, but I'm going to say it. Just in case we've got somebody listening who has never heard this, uh, this hack is basically has to do with carnival specific, but you could probably apply this hack to other venues, other ships. So the hack is when you order the chocolate melting cake or the melting chocolate cake or the cake of chocolate melting, whatever you want to call it, on the carnival cruise, order a side of peanut butter. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. And then you get to get that little peanut butter with the chocolate melting cake. It's delicious. Delicious. Now, sometimes it can be difficult explaining that to the, the wait staff. Sometimes they don't know exactly. I don't think peanut butter is common in all cultures. So they like I've seen people order it and get peanut butter and jelly. I don't recommend that no. at all. But here's the thing. You could order that extra little side of peanut butter with other desserts too that so it doesn't have to be carnival specific and and still you get like a bonus like peanut butter is always a bonus peanut butter goes well with any type of chocolate i would say yeah and and other things too although my cousin puts it in chili and i can't i'm just not down with that i don't think that is right i've I've seen it on hamburgers too that's weird yeah i don't i don't i don't get into that but some people really like it so whatever to each their own so that's the first hack the next one comes from jay from paradigia now we just had them on a few episodes back and uh do you remember what he said his favorite dessert was his favorite dessert was the banana split banana splits are not always on the menu except that they are They're on the kids menu. They're on the kids menu of carnival ships and probably of other cruise lines as well. We'll have to check that out when we're on Brilliance of the Seas. See if they offer that daily banana split. But even if they don't, you know, there's always like ice cream and stuff on there as as an alternate choice. So keep in mind that you don't have to be a kid to order like a kid, especially on a cruise ship. Well, yeah. You You can order pretty much what you want. In fact, that leads us to our next cruise hack which is that you can order what you want. Now, you probably should stick to the menu items. They may they may make you do that, although I have heard of people who really like things like uh, creme brulee and the waiter brings them creme brulee every day. That's pretty cool if you can make those kind of connections. Th- this wasn't actually one we wrote down, but get to know your wait staff and be nice to them. Be kind to them. They're working their butts off, and uh, you need to appreciate that, and they might give you some special favors. But the actual thing I'm talking about is that no matter what cruise line you're on, you are not limited to how many entrees, appetizers, and desserts you order. So I can have three desserts, four entrees, and other stuff? Yeah, yeah. I can can have whatever I want? You can have, I don't know if they, like if you ordered 25, I don't know if they would cut you off at some point, but I mean, you can definitely order as much as the normal human being can eat, like multiple appetizers, multiple entrees, multiple desserts. I've, I've done that. And then I can go to the buffet and eat more. And then you could, you could, in theory, 
I don't know if it's physically possible, but you could, in theory, go. Now, look, I will say this, okay? Try not to be a food waster. Like, I, I get it. You want to try new things, and sometimes you don't like it. That happens. But, you know, try and try not to order more than you have the stomach to eat because that's just wasting food. That's not cool. That's a good tip. Yeah. But you can order multiple things. I usually do this with appetizers. That's usually my go-to jam because appetizers are usually small anyway. And a lot of times that's where my favorites are. So I may find like two or three different items that are appetizers that look appetizing. And so I'll, I'll order them. Or here's another thing. You can like split an appetizer just like you would at a regular restaurant. Uh, so I get an appetizer, you get an appetizer, and we split an appetizer. Yeah, exactly. Or we get three appetizers and split all three of them. Well, that makes sense, too. And that way, if, you know, we get one that you like more than me, you can eat that one, and I can eat the one I like the most, or, you know. Or it, I'll eat all of them. Or you'll eat all of them. But that's that's just makes me sad. But anyway, uh, get as many entrees as you want as long as you are going to actually legitimately try to eat those. What's our next hack that we have? Um, so the next one that we have is to have breakfast or brunch in the MDR. Now, why would somebody want to do that? Because it's not the buffet. What do you mean? Well, the buffet gets really busy at breakfast time. There's lines. There's no seats. Well, you can go to the MDR and eat. They wait on you. Yes. Like hand and foot. Basically, it's like dinner, except it's breakfast. Or lunch or brunch. You can do lunch or brunch there. CD brunches are good. They have different menus. It's different food than you get on the buffet. And yeah, you get that service with a smile. Yeah. So you don't have to fight in the buffet line and and then go and try and find a seat and it's all crowded and crazy. You just have a nice, relaxing little meal. Have you done breakfast in the MDR? I have. I've done breakfast, brunch, and lunch in the MDR. And uh, I usually it's a really good time. Now, it does take a little bit longer so if you are in a hurry to get to the next trivia or something like that, just bear that in mind that you need to schedule a little extra time there. But um, usually they just do the sea day brunches on Carnival on sea days. That's the name, sea day brunch. See, see how they did that there? I see. Yes, I see. Now, you said that the lines in the buffet can be pretty crazy, especially at breakfast time because everybody's wanting that breakfast. I mean, I don't honestly, I don't eat breakfast as often at home. You do, though. Yeah, breakfast is my go to. Yeah. So alternative lines in the buffet. So sometimes the buffets will be multiple areas of the buffet that are actually serving the same thing. So if you walk up to the first one and it's like crazy long, it's probably likely that you'll take a few extra steps and find one that has nobody in it. Yeah, I've seen this on various ships where you get to the area and the line's like all the way around the corner outside, but then you walk a little further or sometimes they even have one that's maybe outside and uh, the line's a lot shorter. I've even seen it where people are standing in a long line. I go a little bit further and there's nobody in line at all. So definitely scope out the area. Do your full survey before you settle in on that buffet line. Yeah. Now, when you get on the ship, most people go right to the buffet. Is that what you do? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can you can say no, but I know you do because I do. I think most people do, and that is the other time when the buffet line is terrible. 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 It's. I mean, everybody's there. A lot of people have their carry-ons. Nobody knows where they're going. It's. It's like the most hectic and crazy part of the cruise is usually sitting in that buffet the first day embarkation between like 12, probably 12 and 2 o'clock. It's just nuts. It's crazy. It's a mess. Yeah, but people want to eat. You know, a lot of people haven't eaten yet that day or they had breakfast earlier. They're excited, but now they're like kind of stressed out because they've just gone through the whole embarkation process. They're looking for food. I'm looking for food, but you can find food other places than that main buffet. There's other places to eat? There are usually other places to eat. Now, it depends on the ship. And a lot of times it depends on the on the age of the ship because older ships may not have any alternatives. But if you go on a lot of the newer ships, there are usually other places. Sometimes it's just a smaller buffet, like on the Vista class ships on Carnival. Sometimes it could be um, a whole other restaurant that you could go to, like some of the big um, 
Royal Caribbean ships and Carnival ships and, and other ships, they have different places that people aren't necessarily looking for when they first get on the ship. They may not know about it. They may not be thinking about it. And so you can take advantage of that and use this cruise hack and get food where there's not going to be as much of a line. I know the barbecue place on the Vista class ships is a really good, sh good place to go, especially like the, well, I said the Carnival Vista has the little barbecue place. The Carnival Breeze has that. And it's open when you get on board. And there's not as many people there. But some of these places have an additional fee though, right? Some of them do, but the ones I'm talking about are completely included in the price of your cruise. Okay. Now, the barbecue place that's on the horizon and the panorama have some fees, but not all the time. So, you know, that's the other thing. You may have to pay if you go to some of these places, but they're... Do your research. That's what I'm saying. Whatever ship you're going to be on, do your research, do your homework, see what all of your food options are before you get on board, and you might save yourself some time and headache and have a much more peaceful meal right when you get on board. Cool. Yeah. Matt, can we go down to the steakhouse? Why are you talking like that? Why am I whining? Yes. Do you want a little cheese with that wine? I'm whining because if you go to the steakhouse on your first night, at least on Carnival, you get a free bottle of wine. Oh, that's right. If you make reservations for the steakhouse night one, and if you're going to do that, you probably want to do it ahead of time because they will fill up because of this reason. But they might not. You can try it. And yeah, Carnival gives you a free bottle of wine with your meal, but they won't whine at you, I don't think. Probably not. Now, there's other things you can look for that are little extra perks that are included, like tea time, which is another carnival thing. I don't know. Let us know out there. FantasticCruising at gmail.com. Do any of the other cruise lines do tea time? And if they don't, why don't they do that? That Tea time is awesome. Have you done tea time yet? I've never been to tea time. I have never been able to figure out how to find it. And that's why this is a hack, because tea time is hard to find it usually happens either once or twice depending on the length of your cruise and it's often in a weird spot like i've done tea time in the piano bar on a couple of different ships i've done it in the the main dining room on other ships but it's listed under the food stuff it's not listed under the activity so you might think tea time it's an activity it's going to be listed between like bingo and the belly flop competition no it's not it's going to be in the in the food area of your um, your cruise newsletter, which on Carnival is the fun times. But like I said, if, if they do it on other ships, let me know. I'm going to look for it on Royal Caribbean. I've never seen it on another ship, but I don't know. The last time I was on a different line, I wasn't aware of tea time. So maybe I just missed it. Let's check it out. We will do that for sure. Now, another thing you can look for are special buffet events. You actually pointed this one out. What What's your favorite? So my favorite one is the chocolate buffet event that Carnival does. Yes. Yeah, so that that's kind of a, a neat deal where they have just, what, all kinds chocolate, of chocolate? Everything. There's, you can get like chocolate favorite, chocolate covered fruits. Okay. I'm so thinking about chocolate, like I can't even talk. <laughs> And my mouth is watering. <laughs> no, it's like a chocolate fondue or they're just already covered in chocolate or what? Um, So I think that one, that area has both. But then like some of the other buffet spots has like chocolate cake, chocolate cookies and chocolate candies. And just anything that you can think of involved with chocolate is probably there. So there you go. Chocolate. If you like chocolate, I don't think that many people like chocolate. So I don't know if we should really even need to mention that. But... What planet are you on right now? <laughs> anyway, yeah. So there, there's other things, too, I've seen on different ships as well. Like the buffet may have different themed nights. I don't think Carnival does this very much, maybe a little bit. But some of the other ships I've seen where they have different nights that have different sort of uh, culture-themed foods. And it can be really cool. So if you really like Indian food, like, I don't know, some people that I know, then there may be an Indian night when they are featuring Indian at a good portion of their buffet. That's really cool. Yeah, it's very awesome. I'm hoping they do that at the buffet on the brilliance of the sea. So one of my favorite things is the pizza. Pizza! And I'm sure most people already know this, but the... But your favorite things is pizza? 
know oh. that the pizza is 24 hours, so I can go get pizza all the time. You could get pizza all the time, every day for 24 hours a day, the whole cruise? I probably could, yeah. Yeah, now there is a rumor out there, well, I, I guess I should say a conspiracy theory, that uh, that some of these ships kind of slow down the pizza production so you have to wait in the line. I don't know if that's true, but I do know that you can get the pizza, but you may have to wait for it a little bit, depending on when you go. And you've never been on a Royal Caribbean ship, so you've not had their pizza. Nope. So a lot of people will look at the different cruise lines and try and figure out who has the best pizza. I think that the majority of people actually go for Carnival Pizza as the best pizza. But I think we should do a comparison when we're on the Brilliance of the Seas and see what we think of that Royal Caribbean pizza. I'm fine with that. I told you I love the pizza. Yeah, I I think I remember liking the Royal Caribbean pizza as much or more, but it's been a minute since I've been on a Royal Caribbean. So let us know if you have a favorite pizza of all the cruise lines. Fantastic Cruising at gmail.com. And as you are to pizza, I am to ice cream. And you can get soft serve ice cream on most cruise lines 24 hours a day or at least the majority of the time depending on the ship and the cruise line and it is usually available as long as the kids haven't come along and messed up the machine and screwed up all the cones and they've broken the sorry you a little bitter i'm a little bitter because i've seen that happen way too many times but uh, normally there will be some ice cream of flowing and well i should say frozen yogurt and ice cream. They usually have both soft serve and froyo on there, and it is delicious. I'm craving ice cream now. Really? Yeah. Oh, good, good. Can I'm, we go get some when we're done with this? Maybe. I mean, I, yes, of course. But if you're on some ships, there may actually even be an ice cream parlor. So you can get ice cream sometimes at the buffet. I've seen it at the buffet on the Royal Caribbean ships. I've seen it occasionally on Carnival ships. You can get it in the MDR, as we mentioned earlier, and... Certain ships, especially, again, I'm thinking of Carnival Vista-class ships that have the um, cherry on top, actually have a little ice cream place. That one is not included. You do have to pay for that. But it's like a little ice cream parlor. And our last hack that we have has to do with drinking. 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 But drinking soda, for the most part, unless you mix stuff in your soda. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway... You know, you can bring your own soda on board. Most most cruise lines will let you do that. Yeah. And so uh, if you do that, which is that's what I do because I am basically my blood has a certain percentage that's made up of Coke Zero. And so I, I need my Coke Zero fix. And so I bring my Coke Zero on board. Right. And I, I can bring 12 cans. And then if I'm cruising with you and I can talk you into it, I can bring 12 more. So you'll have 12 cans. <laughs> and then. I don't always drink it all. Like at home, I can go through a 12-pack of Coke Zero in about two and a half, three days at home. Which is crazy. But it's but it's true. On board a ship, I am always worried I'm going to run out of Coke Zero. And then usually at the end of the cruise, I have some left. Now, usually I have like 24 cans or something. But still, I have some left, even on like a seven-day cruise. And that's because I'm not in the room. I'm not around it all the time. And I'm drinking a lot of water and tea and lemonade and that sort of thing. But the one time that I usually want a soda and don't have it is at dinner in the MDR. It's always a bummer. Well, why don't you take one of those cans with you? Well, it's funny you should say that because that is our last hack is that it's maybe something you just didn't think about. But um, I saw people do it and now I think about it. And that is, yeah, I take a can or two with me to dinner and then they'll even give you a glass of ice and you can pour that can right in the glass of ice and be all fancy if you want to be fancy. Or you can just drink it out of the can, you know, like like you do. Cool. So those are our hacks for food on cruising. Those are some good hacks, Matt. Food cruising hacks. Did we miss your hack? Did we forget something? If we did, send us an email. Where do we send it? FantasticCruising at gmail.com. Now, since this is sort of a holiday episode, and because we had so much fun on the Halloween one with the heads up game, we thought we would do it again. Only it's not going to be Thanksgiving words because that just didn't seem that exciting. So just regular cruise words. Yeah. And uh, again, if you guys enjoy this, um, let us know. And send us some words, fantasticcruising at gmail.com.
com, and maybe one of us will add those to a list and we'll play with your words. Yeah. Playing with words. That's what I like to do. Play with words. Nick, anyway. All right. So who's going to go first? Um, You can go first. So Kimbra is going to give me clues and I'm going to guess. Here we go. This is the back part of the ship. The aft. Um, it is a room that is on the outside. A balcony. Yeah. Um, this is a cruise line. Norwegian Carnival. Royal Caribbean. There you go. Um, this is the day that you have to dress up a little bit. Oh, a formal night. Yeah. <laughs> um, the speed in which the ship goes is measured in. Knots. Um, this is something that the cruise ships or cruise lines do to try and get you to come back to their cruise line. Give you perks? Which is called? Their, um, oh, 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 um, it's the, the oh, I can't think of the word. Gah! It's, it's a Hufflepuff. What are Hufflepuffs? The loyalty program. There you go. All right, how did we do? I don't know. Let's see. We got six. Okay. Six is not bad. Pretty good. So now we're going to do the same thing, only I'm going to give you clues and you are going to guess using my words. So we used words that she made up and now we're using words that I made. Well, we didn't make the words up, but we added them to a deck. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. What was your record? Six? You got six. I'm going to, we're going to try and beat that. Okay. Right now. I don't know. Who's wins? Like the person that guesses the most or the... Uh, and I it's, don't know. it's a team effort. It is. Here we go. This is a tie. Oh, I messed that up. This is the person that drives the ship. The captain. This is a warm place to sit in the water and relax. The beach? It, and it bubbles. Oh, a hot tub. This is what you want to get if you're going to have a lot of alcohol and you. The drink package. Yes. This is where you're headed each different day. A port? Yes. This is the um, right side of the ship if you're facing the front. The... It's more than four letters. It's not the port. It's the starboard? Yes. (laughs) This is where you eat if you just want to wait in line and get stuff. The buffet. And this is where you want to eat if you don't want to wait in line. The MDR. And this is what you have each... Oh, okay. All right, let's see how we did here. The first one was tea time, and I messed up because I started to say time. Oh. So we're going to have to subtract one off of there. So seven. Seven. So we got seven. That was one better. So we're, we're getting better. Yay. And, um, uh, yes, and, and I realized that I accidentally put the last one that I was working on. Instead of drink of the day, I put sink of the day. <laughs> <laughs> What's the sink of the day? I don't know. Well, it, I hope it's not the ship. It's a, oh, yes, that would, that would, I was going to say suck, but that, I, that wouldn't, I, I thought that was a pun, but it's not. Oh, no. well, I'm drowning over here. Anyway, <laughs> I thought that was a lot easier than the Halloween ones. What do you think? It definitely was. I, I don't know. Maybe the Halloween ones were just like, it was almost trying to guess, put two different things together, you know, like vampire captain. I don't even remember what the words were, but anyway. We'll have to keep doing that. Yeah. It helped that uh, some of the words you picked were also some of the words I had on my list. Well, I think that's interesting to, to see, like, how many are different. Because some of the things you said were not on my list. And so it'd be interesting to compare our list completely once we've gone through all the words. Yeah. All right. Moving right along. On to the next thing. What do you got? So we actually got an email back in September um, asking, or kind of requesting a specific cruise creature. And we kind of put it off and put it off because we had some other things going on. Um, but now we think it's kind of a good time to do this one. So what is the email all about? So this one says, Hi Matt, I really enjoy the cruise creature segment you do in your podcast. My wife and I have a cruise book this January in Baja, Mexico. And one of the excursions we booked is swimming with whale sharks. Can you do a cruise creature segment on these huge creatures? Knowing a little more about whale sharks prior to swimming with them would help bring even more appreciation to these marvelous creatures. 
This is from Casey Crawford. All right, Casey. Well, thank you for the email. Remember, if you guys have questions or comments, send them to fantasticcruising at gmail.com. We appreciate all of the input that we get. And yeah, we can absolutely talk about whale sharks. They are really cool creatures. You've swam with them before, right? I have swam with them before with my buddy Charlie. We went to Cozumel. It's a, it was a long excursion. We went up to Cancun. Anyway, it was really, really cool because not only are these sharks, these are big sharks. Like whale size? Like whale size. I mean, technically whales get bigger, but these are the biggest fish in the ocean. These are the biggest sharks alive today. They're big. They're really big. That's really cool. I bet you're wondering how big they are. How big are they, Matt? <laughs> they are. So, so let me just say this. I like to err on the side of uh, sort of being a little bit conservative when I come to scientific estimates. So I'm going to say that on average, the largest animals you're going to see are going to be around 40 feet long. That is a lot of feet. I only have two. Right? I know. So they get 40, but they don't use them to swim. No. They 40 <laughs> feet in length. And there are a lot of reports of them getting quite a bit bigger. There is one fairly reliable report of an animal getting around 62 feet in length. That's insane. Yes. But the problem with measuring sharks is that it's not always super accurate. People tend to stretch the tails, you know, fish tails. Literally, they stretch the tails. And so there's some inaccuracy out there. But there is uh, there are several reports that are fairly accurate that put them at close to 60 feet. So 62 feet is definitely within reason of what these sharks could get to. That's a really big fish. It's a big fish, and they eat little things. They eat plankton, basically, really small plankton and nectin. You ever heard of nectin? I've never heard of nectin. So the difference between plankton and nectin is how much ability they have to swim against currents. So something like a, a jellyfish, for example, in some species might actually be considered plankton, but probably most of them are more like nectin because they do have the ability to sort of swim a little bit. They're not just going with the flow, but they're still not swimming fast enough that they can just go against the current completely. So they're still sort of at the mercy of where the, the seas take them. Huh. They've been seized by the sea, <laughs> by the ocean. But these guys, like, like me, they like warm water. So you're not likely to find a whale shark in water that is colder than 70 degrees. And I'm totally in support of that. I agree. Yeah. But they do have a big range. In fact, pretty much anywhere on the planet where the ocean temperature is 70 or above, you could find whale sharks. They're pelagic. How about that word? Throw that word out you. That's a big word. That's a big word. I mean, it's pelagic. What is that? Pelagic. Three syllables. But it means basically an open swimming, open ocean thing. So they're pelagic. They swim out in the open ocean. They're not hanging out in bays and stuff like that. So they're, they're open swimmers looking for that plankton with their very large, almost five foot wide mouth. So these sharks are really, really big and they eat things that are really, really small. How yep. does that work? They eat a lot. Like all the time. They just swim around with their mouths open and they filter this stuff out of the water. Okay. So they're constantly, almost constantly eating, but they're just eating little things. There are actually three species of living shark that are filter feeders. Do you know any of the other two? Um. I'll give you, I'll give you a clue. One of the other ones has a huge mouth, lives in the cold waters in the northern hemisphere, and um, their name reminds me of something that our pet snake Zilly likes to do underneath the heat lamp. Basking shark. You got it. The basking shark is really big, not as big as a whale shark, but it's the second largest shark alive today. And they swim around with these huge, ginormous mouths and just take in the plankton. And then the other plankton eating shark is one that wasn't even discovered until like the latter half of the 20th century. And it's not as big as either of the other two, but it is a pretty big shark. It lives in deep water. And so its name is named after the size of its mouth. A big mouth shark? You're close. Think, what's another word for big? Large. And another word for big? Large. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mega. 
Oh, mega mouth shark. The mega mouth shark is the other filter feeder. But we're talking whale sharks here today. So whale sharks, they migrate all over these different places. There's still a lot we're learning about whale sharks. We think they probably live an average of about 70 years. But some scientists think that maybe they could live up to 170. We don't really know for sure on that count. They can be seen in different parts of the world at different times of the year. So when I saw them and swam with them in Cancun, it happened to be during the summer months. That's when they're in Cancun because they're kind of following the food. I mean, I do the same thing. I follow the food as it goes around. So these are big sharks. They have 300 rows of little bitty tiny vestigial teeth. Have you heard the word vestigial before? Nope. You've never heard the word vestigial? I don't think so. Well, vestigial is basically a, a descriptor we give to organs or parts of an animal that are really no longer very useful to them, but probably once were in their lineage. So some people would say that the appendix is a vestigial organ. Some people say it still serves a function. But if it doesn't, then it's vestigial. Okay. So vestigial teeth, basically, these are 300 rows of tiny little teeth that basically are completely useless from what we can tell, but they're, they still have them. They're just small and out of the way, and they don't have to worry about them too much. Okay. Well, I guess if they're out of the way. Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. It's like snakes. Snakes, a lot of them have vestigial leg bones. Did you know that? I didn't. If you look at the skeleton of snakes, most of them have actual little stumpy leg bones. They just, uh, in, in some snakes, like ball pythons, they are little spurs that stick out. But on most snakes, they're completely encased in the muscular tissue and skin of the snake. So you don't even know they're there unless you look at an x-ray or look at the actual skeleton. Interesting. I'm going to put Zilly under a x-ray. I don't, I don't think Zilly's got the spurs that are obvious. I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure. What about Guinness? No, Guinness def definitely doesn't. Okay. Those are our pet snakes for people that don't know. So anyway, uh, whale sharks are, are really interesting animals. They're gentle. So there are these huge sharks. Of course, sharks get a bad, undeserved reputation for being dangerous. When in reality, sharks are under way more threat from humans than humans are from sharks. And in the case of the whale shark, there's no better example because whale sharks are completely harmless even though they have huge mouths and they're huge fish, they eat little bitty tiny things. And we couldn't even fit in their mouth. We could get in the beginning, but then it kind of siphons down to this tiny opening. So it wouldn't do them any good. It would be really silly for them to go after a human. There's no reason for it. We also probably taste a lot different than plankton. I would think so. I mean, I haven't tasted plankton myself, but, but I would you've assume... tasted human? Fair point. I haven't tasted human either, so I don't know. I don't know. I hear we taste like pig, but I don't know who's even writing that because that means... Anyway, let's get off that subject. So the whale shark is completely harmless, but they are probably an endangered species. And I say probably because it's really hard to count whale sharks because they're all over the world and they're in the water. And so it's really hard to just like track them and count them. And it's even harder to convince people that make laws to protect them, especially in certain parts of the world. So they are still fished in certain areas. They are still caught up in like maybe bycatch or tangled in nets. They're also victim to things like habitat loss and pollution. In fact, one of the things that I was really impressed with when I swam with the whale sharks in Mexico, and I hope you have the same experience when you swim with the whale sharks over on the other coast, is that they were so specific about safety rules for the whale sharks. So, for example, when I've done other things in South and, or Central America and Mexico, sometimes the rules are pretty loose and fast, but not in this case. They would not allow us to wear sunscreen at all. No sunscreen. Because there are, they are noticing some issues with whale shark skin that they may attribute to sunscreen. They don't really know for sure, but they're just being overly cautious, which I like. They also were very clear that you were not allowed to touch the animals. Like, absolutely not. And the way it works is these, these people that run the excursion, if they are caught letting their guests do this, then they basically lose their license to run these excursions. So that's like a huge loss for them. So they were like adamant, like you, if you do this, you're out of the water, you're done. Like they were, there was no fooling around. So I really appreciate the respect and the, the 
um, emphasis on conservation that they had when we did our whale shark swim. And I suspect you'll see the same thing because it's still Mexico over on the other side. But yeah, whale sharks are really, really cool animals. That's cool. I hope we get to swim with them sometime. I think we should. And if you are ever cruising on the um, California side or if you're on the Florida side, or I should say the Gulf side of Mexico and you're there at the right time of year, there are often excursions that are available um, and it's a lot of fun. It's it's like I said, it took us a long time to get there and it was definitely a high endurance swim when we swam with the whale sharks where we were and it was like over in a blink of an eye and then it was like three hours back and forth, but I wouldn't change that experience for anything. It was definitely a life altering experience for me. Really, really cool. Speaking of life changing experiences... Well, maybe it wasn't life-changing, but it was a lot of fun. We got a package in the mail this week. Yeah, we did. And it was all the way from Oz. Oz like Australia? Yes, not like the Wizard of, but Oz like Australia. From our friends David and Sue over in Australia, they sent us a package of lollies and biscuits. Biscuits and lollies. Biscuits and lollies. And for those of you who don't speak Australian and live in the States, that is basically cookies and candy. Which was delicious. Which was very, very good. And we actually filmed us opening it and trying some of the things. That's over on the Fantastic Studios channel. So, again, go check that out. Subscribe, like, all that stuff. Let them know, too, that, you know, it was really cool of them to do that. Like, we really, really appreciate it. I love Australia. You're pretty fond of Australia. I mean, yeah. I've always told my mom that if she ever goes to Australia, she's booking me a flight right next to her. There you go. My mom, too. I'm like, you can't go to Australia without me, Mom. Like you can, Although she's been talking about like it. You so. can go wherever you want, but <laughs> if you're going to Australia, I'm in that seat next to you. Well, you know, we're going to have to get over there at some point because I really want to go to Australia. And, um, and, he, and not just for the lollies and biscuits. Although those were one more reason to check off the list of reasons to go to Australia. Mm-hmm. Lollies and biscuits. But anyway, uh, thank you so much for that. It was really cool. Again, go over and watch the video. It was a lot of fun. We tried to experiment using Tim Tams and coffee. It was a meltdown disaster. It wasn't a complete disaster. Okay, it was a, it was, it was a it delicious was a, disaster. It was a successful disaster. It was a successful does that even make sense? Yes, because it was successful and then it was disastrous. <laughs> so go watch it. Go check it out. We also got a, an, an email from one of our patrons. So if you're not aware, we do have a Patreon. If you want to help support this podcast, it's a great way to do it. You can go over to patreon.com slash fantastic cruising and, um, and you can join at different levels. One of the levels that you join at, you get actually a postcard, which right now, because we have a limited number of patrons, I'm able to hand draw postcards. So I'm making hand art postcards for you at, uh, I think that's the $10 level or something like that. Yeah, I'd hand draw them, but you don't want that. So Matt's doing the hand drawing. That's at the $5 level, you get the hand, no, you don't actually get a (laughs) postcard at the $5 level. But anyway, uh, thank you to all the patrons out there. If you would like to support us, that is a way to do it. And uh, we're going to start adding perks to that down the road here. Maybe some behind the scenes stuff. I don't know. I don't want to say anything because I don't know exactly what it's going to be. But we're going to add some more perks down the road. Well, we got an email from our patrons, Andrew and Mallory. And they've been saving this one up. They actually they actually commented on like six different episodes yeah. of Fantastic Cruising. So, uh, But it's really good stuff, really good information. So we're going to go through these and just hear what they had to say. So first off... They had a comment on episode three, which was, what was that one called? That one was uh, short cruises and cruising during during hurricane season. Yeah, and they actually were cruising around the time of Hurricane Dorian. And they just wanted to say that it affected some of the eastern Caribbean islands, but they didn't have any issues. So, you know, we were talking in that episode about weighing the odds of, of whether it's worth it or not to cruise during hurricane season. For them, it worked out really well. In fact... They, uh, they said their ship had to leave early, and then the, I think the next ship that was scheduled to go out after them actually left a day early. So people that were on that cruise got like an extra day of cruising. It sounds That's what it sounds like, right? Yeah. So, um, the ship that was supposed to come in the next day left a day early. So it sounds like maybe some people got their cruise cut short, but then the other half of that, they got to go out early. That's pretty cool. 
Like, I wouldn't complain. They're like, look, you're going to have to cruise for an extra day. Oh, no. Well, why? We want our money back. (laughs) Now, the next thing that they commented on was episode four, which is called Alaska Scuba Diving and More with John Klaikowski. It actually doesn't say Bagak, but, you know, you got to have to say that when Klaikowski's involved. So anyway, what, what was this one about? What did they have to say about this episode? So they were talking mostly about scuba diving. Um, so Andrew is scuba certified, um, and he had been scuba certified for a while, but Mallory was not. She did the online course and the pool dives back where they're from in Wisconsin, and then they went to Puerto Rico right before cruise, and she actually did her checkout dives there. So that's a cool option. Like, she did the stuff online, which is nice because, yeah, Andrew said he got certified with the Boy Scouts. I got certified when I was 15, so there was no online component at that point. There was no online at that point. But anyway, yeah, she did the coursework, but then instead of going in a cold lake, she got to go scuba diving in Puerto Rico. I mean, I would do that. Right? I mean, I guess I have the option to do that. Maybe. It's probably not what I'm going to do. we We are talking about you getting scuba certified. Yeah, we're working on it. We're actually supposed to go diving on, what, December 8th? The 8th. And it's just going to be like, we're going with an instructor. So even though she's not scuba certified yet, it's sort of like a like a beginning scuba diver, discover scuba kind of thing. Yeah, it's kind of to test it out and see how I do. Yeah. We even got her these special earplugs because she has trouble like clearing her ears. So and if, my, and if they're any good, I'll let you guys all know about them. Well, my buddy Charlie uses them. That's how we got the idea. And he, and he has a hard time diving without them. They work really well for him. So so what did they do? They went to Puerto Rico? Yeah. So they were getting ready to go out on the, looks like, Carnival Fascination. So before they went out, she got certified. And then they stayed They stayed at an eco-resort. And they got to hear the Cokies, um, which cookie, are the... Cookie. The little frogs that we talked about in a later episode. They basically was like in a in a room with no walls or screens or whatever. So that sounds really cool. They were like part of nature. Part of nature. Yeah, they stayed in the El Yunque National Park, which El Yunque is the uh, it's the rainforest, it's like a cloud rainforest in Puerto Rico. I've been there and it was really cool and they got to stay there. So I didn't see a lot of fauna. When I was at El Yunque, I saw some big snails, and that was about it. But it was really beautiful rainforest. But I'm sure they got to see a lot more staying there for a longer period of time, being there at night and stuff like that. So that's really cool. And then, yeah, they pointed out they got to see the rainforest and marine ecosystems before they even got on the cruise. How cool is that? What was the next episode that they commented on? The next one was episode seven, which was Should You Sail Out of Tampa? Ooh, well... What they have to say about that? So they did a cruise out of Tampa on the Carnival Paradise, and they said that it was really easy to get to and from the airport, the hotel, the cruise port. There were lots of good dining options. So yes, they give it two thumbs up. Two thumbs up, two out. I guess two each, or just like is that fifty fifty or? I mean, it sounds like four <laughs> thumbs up. Four thumbs up. Okay. They well, they said they were a little disappointed with the Paradise because. That big deck doesn't have any clam. The Serenity deck doesn't have any clam shells. Yeah, it's just loungers. I've been on that ship twice, and I didn't know any better when I had gone on <laughs> my my third cruise because my first two were on the Paradise. Didn't know what you were missing. Yeah, so I mean, I guess if I had been on something like that before, I'd be like, "What is this nonsense? Where's my clam shell?" And then, could you just read what this part was? It, they they went to the Florida Aquarium and got to meet who? They got to meet Matt. And then could you just read the next line there? It was a perfect thing to do before we had to catch our flight as they held our luggage. <laughs> Sorry, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to get it down, recorded on audio. No, it was really cool. I got to meet them and they, them and their daughter, and they were super nice people and really friendly. If you're ever in the Tampa area sailing out, uh, look, let us know. And then Kimber and I, maybe if we have, if we, if we can... I mean, we do work for a living, but if we can, we would love to to come out and, and meet you. Or if you come to the aquarium, come out and say hi. And uh, yeah, it's it's one of the highlights for us as well. Absolutely. And the next one was on episode nine, which is what, 25 things to do in Cozumel? No, it's not. It's not? It's things to do in Cozumel and 25 important things to pack on a cruise. Uh, okay. Well, there, I knew there was 25 something somewhere. 
Anyway, they said that every time they go to Cozumel, they will be diving. I can I can get behind that. Even though I've been there a lot, I haven't gone diving in Cozumel yet. I've only snorkeled there. Need to change that, I guess. But it says we'd like to visit Acumal, which is on the mainland, and it's south of Playa del Carmen. It's supposed to have a lot of rays and turtles offshore. And they really loved Cozumel. In fact, they loved it so much they returned for a five-day dive trip. I need to get with these people. This sounds awesome. Well, don't go without me. Well, you can go too because you're going to get scuba certified. Okay. It says the night diving was amazing. They saw a toadfish, an octopus, and squid. Well, right there. There you go. I mean, toadfish are cool. Octopus and squid. Yeah, you got me at octopus. It was amazing to see the octopus and squid change color right before their eyes. Yeah, that would be really cool. And they've seen a lot of loggerhead turtles there. That's cool. I've only seen one loggerhead turtle in the wild, and that was actually near Tampa. So not not in the Caribbean, but they're there. They love the easy drift diving style. That's a that's like a Cozumel thing, drift diving. Ooh, this next line is for me. What Wendy's has great frozen margaritas. <laughs> it's close to the ferry terminal. When I first read that, I was like, what, Wendy's has margaritas now? <laughs> uh, I mean, I know you get the, like the Jamocha shake. Isn't that Wendy's or is that Arby's? That's Arby's. Is, it? is that? I, don't I anyway. have no idea. Uh, no, no. It's the, um, it's the Jamocha's Arby's. What does Wendy's have? They have the, the um, Frosties. Frosties. That's what I'm thinking. But now they have great frozen margaritas. Wrong Wendy's. Andrew's got a tip for us. If you charge your credit card in pesos or whatever local cur- currency, you get a much more favorable exchange rate. That's a good tip. If you're able to, there are a lot of credit cards that have no foreign transaction fees and also offer some sort of travel insurance. So we may need to look into that ourselves because we need to get some travel insurance for our upcoming cruises. And I have plenty of credit cards. There you go. So we can we can see if that's a, if that's the case. One thing they found uh, to pack on longer cruises is liquid hand soap for the bathroom. That's interesting. That's a good idea because using those little bars is oh, kind yeah. of a, kind of a pain. That's a good tip. And you know, on cruises, it's not the same as the air flights, the airlines, where you can't have the liquid. Like cruises don't care about that. So you can you can pack. You know the soap. Unless in your, you have to fly to your. Well, right. But you can but you can buy hand soap. You know, locally. One of the things we're going to do in Fantastic Studios is we're going to highlight things that you can get to walking in the by the Tampa port. And there's places where you could go to buy hand soap. Yeah. We're going to do those videos. So that'll be good for people cruising out of Tampa. It says if you're a light sleeper, earplugs are a great idea. If you're a tea drinker, I like this one a lot. Be sure to pack along your favorites because the complimentary options are not the greatest. Yeah. Usually they're pretty limited. So, yeah, if you if you like tea, and I do like the tea, you can bring your own. If you go to Tea Time, they actually will give you the option of buying some teas. It's not that expensive. It's a little bit better choice. But still, you know, if you're like a person that drinks tea in the morning instead of coffee, bring your own tea bags. You'll be happy for it. Their next one was on episode 13, which was Dangerous Cruise Creatures. <laughs> not the Halloween episode. All right. But they uh, they said they definitely recommend wearing a skin suit or wetsuit when they dive or snorkel. So Andrew wears one because he gets a little cold. And Mallory is sensitive to unseen stinging things. Ooh. Yeah, he's, she said Andrew wears a one and a half mil wetsuit even in the Caribbean. So he's some people do get colder easier. Like I'm like the opposite. Like I don't get cold easy at all. So that's I got the half mil for diving in Florida Springs. But you got three mil yeah, wetsuit gotta... for um, for diving in or diving in snorkeling in Florida Springs. So yeah, you got to know your body. Mallory, it sounds like just wears the skins. Which if if you're not sure what that is, it's not like just wearing some sort of weird skin. It's just a really thin, like polyester type material, like nylon. I don't know. It's very thin, but it just gives you a little protection from stinging cells and stuff like that. Yeah, she she says that she's learned that the vinegar and hot water tip um, helps a lot. Yeah. Um, she said 24 hours after the sting, there's no pain, but there's usually some itchiness. And you can also bring like sort of antihistamines sometimes help with the itchiness or itch creams. Cort- hydrocortisone is a good one to help with itchiness. But you want to just, you know, use that after the fact. But yeah, hot water and vinegar will help relieve that that itch extreme pain and that instant pain in the moment in a lot of cases cool 
And finally, they had a comment on the last episode, which was Grand Cayman, things to do in Grand Cayman. Uh-huh. Grand Cayman things to do. Or... Thing, things to do in Grand Cayman. Oh, I was right the first time. It, it, every now and then it happens. Even a, even a broken clock is right twice a day, right? Oh, that's unless, funny. Unless it's digital. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but anyway, uh, they said that they pointed out Grand Cayman, they have 365 dive, dive sites throughout the Cayman Islands, which is, there are three to Cayman Islands. But um, so That would be one dive site a day if it was in a calendar year. Oh, challenge accepted. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. That'd be so cool. It said the last trip they went to Grand Cayman, they wanted to try something different. So they actually went to this place called Sunset House, Sunset House Divers. And uh, they saved a lot of money because basically there's, it's like a dive resort. There's no resort fee though. So they're just literally paying for the tank and weight rental and equipment rental fees. So that that's kind of like Eden Rock. Like there's no fee there. You just go and boom, boom. And it's, it's pretty inexpensive. They didn't know how snorkeling works since it is a dive resort. So I, I don't know about that, but they said there's a mermaid statue that they didn't get to see because of the current, but they did see a cruise ship anchor, and they also saw a hawksbill turtle, which is the turtle species I've seen in Grand Cayman or hawksbill sea turtles. Pretty cool, even though the turtle farm does green sea turtles and uh, Kent Ridley's, but I always see hawksbill, so who knows? Huh. There, there, There's more than one turtle species there. They said that the reef looked really healthy there, which makes me really happy. And they also have a bar for convenient post-dive rum punch. So. Well, then I'm down for that. <laughs> they are curious about Don Foster's and want to know how it compares because it is a little bit closer to the cruise terminal. This is what I would say. If you go to Fantastic Studios, I do have an old dive video from Diving Don Foster's Shore Dive up there. It's from – actually, it's a pre-Cruise Geeks video that I kind of re titled cruise geeks but so it's under one of the throwback videos but it's got the full reef on there so you can kind of get a picture of what it looks like um it's pretty nice it's a pretty nice reef but i'd be curious to know how it compares to the uh, sunset house reef too and the don foster's people are super friendly and, and helpful but it's probably a little more pricey because you're not just renting gear and going maybe they'd let you do that though i don't know i just didn't look into that as an option and then they took, they said they, they actually walked to Sunset House and they took an overpriced taxi back, but a local recommended using the bus service for a fraction of what the private taxi costs. So that's maybe a tip for Grand Cayman is there's a bus system, a bus route, and you can perhaps take the bus and save some money. And then they also went and visited the Guy Harvey Gallery because they really love his art and they bought a cool sea turtle dog collar. Oh, maybe I should get one of those for Reno. I was going to say, you think Reno would want a sea turtle dog collar? I think Reno would wear whatever I put on him. Well, so, yeah. yes. It's, and you probably want a bow tie for him. Well, yes, he has to wear a bow tie. Sea turtle bow tie, because bow ties are cool. That's right. I wear a, I wear a bow, tie, bow tie. That's a Doctor Who reference. I, I know what it is. I just haven't seen it. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, thank you so much for sending us that email. They also said they'd be interested in that group cruise that we've been thinking about doing 2021 put on your calendar people we are considering a group cruise in 2021 if you are interested in that let us know please let us know either through email or on facebook somehow so we know because right now we know we've got about three people for sure that are interested in it and uh if, you know if that number gets high enough we're probably going to pull the trigger and, and and go for it so yeah. they they had one more line matt you want to read that one right here oh yes they said kimbra should get scuba certified I completely agree with that line, 100%. So I guess if they say it, then it's going to happen. It must be true. We'll see. <laughs> Again, thank you guys for sending those emails. If you guys have emails, you want us to talk about them on the podcast, please send them to fantasticcruising at gmail.com. Well, Matt, I think it's time to head for the horizon. Brilliant. But before that, don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave us a star review. Five. Five is good. Yeah. Five. Yeah, five. <laughs> or even some words. Words are better. Words are good. They help us know what Use we're your doing. Words. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a teacher. Use your words. Until next time, guys. Seize the day. And have a fantastic week. Hey, Canberra. Yeah? Why did the turkey play drums in his band? I don't know. Because he already had the drumsticks. Oh. <laughs> hey, Kimbra. Yeah?
Why did the turkey cross the road twice? I don't know. He wanted to prove he wasn't a chicken. <laughs> hey, Kimbra. Yeah? Why did the police arrest the turkey? I don't know. They suspected foul play. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Normally. Normally who? Normally I don't eat this much. Yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, man. Do you want me to stop saying Thanksgiving jokes? You don't have to. That's good because I can't quit cold turkey. Oh, my gosh. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving.